Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for School Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. In terms of being a Grammy voter, I doubt you're paid. Nope. Am I right about that? Nope. But I, I, you know, I, I pay an annual membership fee to the Academy. You pay to do it. Yeah, I mean, to belong, which is, you know, perfectly fine with that. Well, what about swag? I would assume you don't get swag. Nope. Not even CDs and stuff like that. Nope. Class is it. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. I would ask Tammy what her name is, even though I know, but she's not in the room with us. Why? Well, because Sunday, March 14th, 2021, are the Grammys live from downtown Who Cares because nobody can attend the ceremony. And I've heard this multiple times, and I've said it a couple times, Who are these Grammy voters? Who are these people that do it? Well, I learned that a friend of mine has been a Grammy voter for... How many years have you been a Grammy voter? Six years now. Six years now? We're in the studio with Michael Brothers, who is in charge of jazz at my university, Southeastern Louisiana University. So... Michael Brothers, explain yourself. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What's your background? I am a drummer and percussionist. Mm -hmm. I had the jazz studies and percussion program at Southeastern. I am a uh, native of Oakland, California, born and raised in the Bay Area. Uh Um, My dad is a New Orleans native, which is why I have ties to uh, Louisiana. You married a New Orleans lady, too, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Does she sashay down? Uh, not to my knowledge. <laughs> you know, she may not want me to know. I yeah, don't know. true. But uh, I, um, you know, like a lot of young musicians, did a lot of, you know, gigs at home, came to New Orleans, went to school for undergrad, um, did a lot of stuff here, went off to New York. You were a traveling musician for a long time. Spent 25 years on the road. Wow. Did seven first national tours of Broadway productions. Wow. Can you give us a couple of the productions that you did? The uh, the one I did the longest. I spent 18 years with uh, Phantom of the Opera. I did just shy of 7,000 performances. How is that possible? There's enough audience to carry 7,000 performances of a show. The, you know what the crazy thing was is that even all those years later, there would always be somebody who would come up after the show and say, this is the first, I finally have been able to see the show. Really? This is the first time. I mean, there was still somebody out there who had not seen the show. Huh. You know, and then there were, like any big hit, um, legions of fans that would always take, come multiple times to see it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was... Um, one of my all-time favorites, there was a woman in Seattle. Every time we went to Seattle, she would come three or four times, and every night in a different costume that was somehow related to the show. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, love it. You know, we'd be in the pit and looking up, and I'm like, oh, she's back. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, but 
Yeah. You know, those people bought me a house. God bless them. And and everything you did was percussion. You were you have been a drummer. Do you play anything other than the drums? It's not well, some of the shows was playing percussion. So, you know, timpani mallets, yeah. toys, things like that. Other shows I did were just strictly on drum set. Yeah. Um my favorite tour out of that grouping was the the national tour of City of Angels, which was a whole film noir spoof of, you know, <laughs> detective in LA and it had an just a killer jazz score um that was that was a gift to the musicians huh let's get into the reason you're here you are a grammy voter you're yep. one of those people and who votes for this crap well it's you yeah it's yeah. i mean the the there's three categories of voters there okay. are the um the voting members professional members and uh uh the other category is um, Grammy U. The two groups that vote are the voting members, which are, you know, the everyday musicians that are part of the music industry. Mm -hmm. The professional members are those on the music business side. So music executives would be on that that um, that side of it that have that membership.
how long have you been doing this? How long have you been a voter? Six years. So when I did my first solo album, um, I wanted to make sure that it was put up for consideration. And mm-hmm. um, by that point, the the membership requirements have changed recently. But at that at the time that I joined, as I remember, you had to have a certain number of album credits. You had to be on five or six albums, as I remember. And by the time I had done my first solo album, other albums that I had been a sideman on or had been involved in the production, I mm-hmm. had legitimate album credit, which qualified me for membership. And we're going to play music during the show from you uh, as the percussionist inside of it. I've got a couple of your albums here, so we'll pull songs off of that. Great. So now it, it, it's six years. What what do you what do you do? Tell us the process. So every year. Um, in the calendar runs, oh, it's, I think, September to July mm-hmm. um, is the qualification year. So um, in that time period, any album that has been released um, can be um, submitted for consideration by, um, you know, a voting member, either, yeah. you know, regular Joe like me, no pun intended, <laughs> um, or uh, you know, uh, one of the industry executives. There's got to be a thousand albums. There are when when the initial um, ballot package comes out. So the first ballot package comes out. It I, is, is it paper anymore? Is it all? It's digital all electronic. Now? All electronic. Okay. It's all electronic. But what you know, it's sent as as PDFs and in each categories, and there are thirty something categories mm-hmm. now. Um, so in that initial round. What the the Academy stresses to members is to vote in the genres that you are most familiar with, that you work in, that you yeah. understand, that you're not, you know, you're not a jazz guy voting in speed metal. I was going to exactly you know, say that. You, that you, you probably don't vote in the heavy metal performance. No, I've, I, the, the categories that I look at are, you know, the jazz category, instrumental jazz, any of the soloists, jazz vocal uh, the Latin jazz category. Mm-hmm. Um, I also look at uh, the Broadway cast album category. Oh, okay. Just because of my years of, of working in that side right. of the business. Now, did you choose that, or did you have to say to the Academy, here are my qualifications, here's what I'm going to vote in? It's assumed you will vote in the genres that you work in. Okay, so it's that's, self-governed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's always been my understanding. Now, if I happen, you know, and during the course of a year... I do a lot of listening. I mean, coming back and forth to work at the university, I've got an hour commute each way. Now, some days I need just silence. Yeah, you know, oh, I understand. You know, but yeah. most of the time I do a lot of listening, you know, and throughout the year. And if I hear something that I think is really well done mm-hmm. for any number of reasons, it could be the arrangements that have been done. It could be the, you know, the playing, the soloing, whatever. I make note of it. And I actually keep a giant spreadsheet throughout the year. Really? Well, and see, then, that, something tells me you're one of few that do that. You would be surprised. There are oh, more, really? There are more people, um, as I've learned um, through my time in doing this, a lot of the independent artists in particular, um, because for the, you know, let me go back a step. So we have the, the categories that you are familiar with as an individual artist that you vote in. Now, there are four what we call general field categories, mm-hmm. which is album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist. Do you vote in those? Everybody votes oh, in those. To. Yeah, okay. everybody votes in those. Now, well, you're supposed to. The problem I have with it is that at this point in time, it's kind of a beauty contest 
whatever major artist um, has gotten the most traction, yeah. whether I think it's good or not, usually ends up winning. You know, it's... Um, well, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I noticed Chick Corea is in one of your categories, because mm-hmm. I looked at the jazz categories, and I don't know if his death was in time for votes or what have you, but had it been... That's probably why Chick Corea would have gotten would have gotten called on to gain the the Grammy or well I mean he's got he's got an incredible legacy as a musician I mean oh, his, pass, his passing was you know certainly was another but gut punch it's but, what sets him it's what sets him apart yeah I mean that's but not even in the jazz category I'm talking in the in the general field I mean the last the last jazz musician to win in the general field was Herbie Hancock. Oh, that might have been a decade plus ago. Yeah. You know, but if you go back in the history of, of the Grammys in, especially in the 50s and 60s, the, um, when jazz was still more prevalent mm-hmm. in this country, that was, you know, uh, I think there was a, uh, there was a Stan Getz album, was actually the last full-blown jazz album yeah. uh, to win, you know, uh, album of the year. Se você disser que eu desafino amor Saiba que isto em mim provoca imensa dor Só privilegiados têm ouvido igual ao seu Eu possuo apenas o que Deus me deu Se você insiste em classificar Meu comportamento diante musical Eu mesmo mentindo devo argumentar Que isto é bossa nova, que isto é muito natural Que você não sabe nem sequer presente É que os desafinados também têm coração Fotografei você na minha Rolleiflex Revelou-se a sua enorme ingratidão Só não poderá falar Assim do meu amor Ele é o maior que você pode encontrar, viu? Você com a sua música esqueceu o principal Que no peito dos desafinados, no fundo do peito bate calado No peito dos desafinados também bate um coração Thank you. 
talking things that you don't want to discuss anything like that i mean can can some can columbia records buy a person or group onto the final 5 or no. 7 no it can't be done there's a there's a code of conduct within the academy and it's you know it again self-governing but you know by and large um, individuals you are supposed to you know choose nominations on their merit you know not because somebody influenced you in one way Mm -hmm. uh there's no you know there should not be block voting or you know kind of an underhanded thing like you vote for me i'll vote for you Mm -hmm. you know those kind of things there cannot be financial consideration for your votes now the opposite side of that is the majors like Columbia or Sony or any one of those, right. because of their marketing campaigns, right? Can say, For your consideration, exactly. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and F, you know, the the FYC groups are not outlawed. FYC, uh, which is for your consideration. Oh, okay, I you didn't know. pick that up. No, but that's. I mean, there are um, on the Recording Academy website. There's actually a place where each individual artist can post their material for Mm -hmm. your consideration which is actually very helpful because you can you know if you don't or something catches your eye and you want to hear more of it you can actually go and do some more in-depth listening yeah you know sometimes i'll hear a track on radio it's like i want to know more about this particular album you Mm -hmm. know so i'll make note of it and then closer to time or voting time i can actually go into you know either it may be posted on the academy fyc section there are a couple of uh, Facebook groups where people can say, you know, this album has been submitted for consideration. So here is access to a SoundCloud link where you can go and listen to the album. SoundCloud. Yeah. I mean, SoundCloud. Yeah. I'm on SoundCloud. <laughs> it's, you know, so it, it, it's not, um, it's not hard to find material to listen yeah. to, but you know, it's for the independent artists, the FYC groups are very useful because you can get, the material out there to be heard you know but the majors they have the marketing budgets and the wherewithal to you know for your biggest of the big popular artist of the moment they're going to get the most traction simply because the most money is behind them but they're not, they can't physically go you know Psst, hey you know, yeah 
There's no payola, you don't know, or it's so little, who cares? No. Uh, just for my own interest, because there's a rule in radio, it's called the three-second rule. Mm-hmm. Your audience has to understand the song in three seconds. How long does it take you? How long do you give a song before you just, you're, you're driving, you know, an hour to work. How long does it take you before you listen to a song and go, nope? I don't have a good answer to that. I try to listen all the way through. And oh, really? The reason, oh. the reason being that um, I want to make sure I didn't miss something. Mm. Because oftentimes you will stumble across something like, okay, the tune itself isn't that great. But in the middle, there might be a killer tenor sax solo that I would have missed. And within the jazz category, you have best improvised solo. You oh, know, you well, not that only makes have sense. you not only have the album itself or the you know or what may be the you know the composition or the arrangement but there may be a solo and I have had instances in the past where I didn't particularly dig the tune but the, the tune but the solo was lights out and I'm like I want to make sure if when I you know get the first round ballad and I start digging through those PDFs and looking that mm-hmm. if that person's there I'm going to you know highlight set that aside when I start making my choices I know the answer to this because I've said your name on this show already three or four times. Uh oh. Are you allowed to be known? Like the Nielsen ratings people, television ratings, you're not allowed to be known. The people who rate movies, you're not allowed to be known. So is it okay that I'm giving your name that you're a Grammy voter? I don't have a problem with it. I don't think there's an issue with it. You've never been told, please don't do this. Not to my knowledge, no. In terms of being a Grammy voter, I doubt you're paid. Nope. Am I right about that? Nope. But I, I, you know, I, I pay an annual membership fee to the Academy. You pay to do it. Yeah, I mean, to belong, which is, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, what about swag? I would assume you don't get swag? Nope. Not even CDs and stuff like that? Nope. Huh. Nope. Well, see, I won't do it then. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to want T-shirts and mouse pads and little squeezy things uh, and all of that. It's time to take our first break here on the Rock School Radio Show and allow our affiliates to do their business. But we'll be back in one minute to continue talking with Grammy voter and friend of mine, personal friend of mine, Michael Brothers here on Rock School.
I'm going to assume that the first round ballot is what sets the five in a category or seven in a category or what have you. So what happens is that after the submission process, the, the deadline to submit is finished, then there is a group of, uh, uh, what's the word for, I guess industry representatives that it's 350 some odd people that make sure that the albums have been correctly submitted and in the the proper category and so forth and so on. And mm-hmm. then at that point, the first-round ballot list is compiled. Now, the first-round ballot list is massive. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, even in the general field category, I, you know, when I did my first solo album, well, one of the categories I submitted uh, in was Best New Artist because it was the first time I had submitted anything Mm-hmm. Under my name and Grammy category, so yes, Mike, Michael Vanilli, yeah, Michael <laughs> Michael Milley Brothers Vanilli, <laughs> something like that. Um, you know, so that it's so when you see, you know, when you like when you see the initial general field categories, I mean, it's multiple pages and several hundred entries. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after the and with the first round balloting, you know, each person, you know, you dig through, make your selections. Um, you can vote in up to 15 categories. Oh, okay. Plus the four general field categories. I was going to say, is the four inside of that 15? No. Okay. The, the, the general field categories are separate, and then you have the genre categories, which, you know, and like I said, I stick to the jazz-related categories, um, the Broadway albums I will look at, um, and also the classical field, just, you know, because Sure, of, you know about I, it. You know, have done a fair amount of orchestral work, and and I still pay attention to that genre. Okay. So those are the ones I pay attention to. Now, along the way, if I stumble across something on the radio, and not necessarily jazz radio, um, but you know, like come a across, pop song, a yeah, brand new pop song comes out. There was I forget the woman's name. There was a a thing I had stumbled across a couple years ago. Um, I thought it was a great album, and founder listed i just made note of it and then yeah. ended up finding her listed in best new artist you know checkbox and, and yeah because i thought it was deserving of you know it was i thought it was a well done um production brilliant know? so you know i mean I, I stick to what i know but along the way if i hear something that i think is of merit yeah you know a few years ago there was i stumbled across a children's album um that i thought was brilliant it was like a, a children's rap album of all things. <laughs> um, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant and well done. And the guy actually ended up winning that year at Best really? Children's Album. But wow. it was just by happenstance, I stumbled across it, you know. And when it came into the final voting, saw that he had been one of the final five. How about that? I'm like, this, this album definitely deserves. Wow. A Mary, shot. Mary had a little lamb to a thick beat. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you, uh, there's got to be a second vote. Well, there is. So from the initial first round balloting, okay, you you choose five in each category. Mm-hmm. That goes through. And then from that, the top five vote getters in each category come back, and those become the final round voting. Right. And that final, That's released to the public. Now, yeah, well, after... Will be. Yeah, when, yeah. The final, when, the, when the final five... In each category, that's usually is released oh, mid to late November. Mm-hmm. Um, those become the nominations in each category, and then from mid December to usually January, the, the voting window is usually a week or two. It's not very long, so they get you yeah. Know, you got to stay on top of it. Yeah, come on, kid, do it. Um, so that's when um, when you see the final, you know, the final five in each category. 
then choose one. Yeah. And then, you know, in another week or so, we'll find out the winners. Do you know the winners already? Nope. Have you? You have not. Nope. Nobody does. Can you request them? Nope. No. You'll nope. find out Nobody on Grammy f- night like everybody else. Like everybody else. That is a tightly kept secret, you know. Um what was the old Johnny Carson thing? You know, funk and Wagnall's porch stored in a mayonnaise jar, kind of. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I buy that. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, just for the hay of it, because uh, I want to talk jazz with you here in a second, but just for the hay of it, do you remember who you voted for in any of those major categories? Who do you think is is best new artist this year? Um, now, I shouldn't admit this publicly, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I didn't vote in any of the four general field categories because as I looked at it it was just I'm like I don't know most of these people this is not most of the music I listen to yeah um to me it would be a disservice to just you know put it up on the wall throw a dart and say here yeah don't don't vote unless you know yeah I mean that's not to me it's I take this very seriously I really do think it's a responsibility that I'm sure there's some people who just you know roll the dice and pick and choose okay human nature but um, I vote what I know. I vote what I've listened to um, because I think that's I think that's the fair and responsible thing to it, do. It is, and people should yeah. respect you for that because it would be very easy for you to say, well, I, I at least recognize that person's name checkbox and go forward. With yeah, and I mean, and that's what I mean by the beauty contest effect, that a lot yeah. of times in the, in the general field category, it's just, you know, who's popular right now? Okay, pick that person. Well... I'm not going to do that, you know, unless I happen to have listened to something like that and thought it was good. Yeah. And not to say that the people in the general field category, what they're doing isn't good, but by and large, I don't, you know, I don't listen to those recordings. Now, every so often, um, some of the jazz recordings will end up getting submitted in the general field category, and I will certainly back them because I think, you know, they're deserving, but... You know, bottom line, I stick with what I know because I think that's the responsible thing to do as a voter. I really do take the the responsibility seriously.
Um, have you ever gone to the ceremony? Put on tux and went? No, I, my first album in one category, I did find out later, um, we came very close to getting a nomination in, in the sound engineering category. The, the engineer who did my first album... Uh, who's a local engineer here in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Um, you can give his name, if Chris you want. Finney. Good. Who was uh, he? Was Doctor John's longtime engineer? Oh, excellent! But Chris did a beautiful job on it, and he's you know he is a Grammy winner, uh, and I think because his name uh, and because he was a previous winner helped give a little bit of momentum. The beauty um, effect. Yeah, but I, it's <laughs> you know, but you know, the album also, the first album did did very well, you know, and. Um, so you know, I found out later that he had found out well after the fact from um, some industry insiders that we came within a handful of votes of getting a nomination in at least one category. Oh. So, and my wife and I had decided that if that had happened, yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna yep. crack open the credit card. We're going to L.A. I I've been in, I've been uh, nominated for one Grammy, or not Grammy? Pardon me, uh, Emmy. I've been nominated for one Emmy. I put on the tux and went. Oh, absolutely. I lost, but... <laughs> That's not the point. It, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's the old joke, oh, it's just great to be nominated. Eh, Horse yes. manure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but to go, Yeah. you know, and the the interesting thing, too, is that in the Grammy ceremony, there's actually two ceremonies. There's the televised ceremony that everybody sees, but right. because of the, the category, that whole thing actually starts in the middle of the afternoon. In LA, I mean, mm-hmm. so all the smaller categories, um, it has to stream. Do you watch? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's but the uh, but the uh, there is the smaller categories are done in a separate ceremony, and then there's a break, and then the you know the big major categories, the general field categories and stuff like that, that becomes the network TV broadcast. Yeah, and you often that, hear about that second one, like they'll they'll be you know earlier today, Hillary Clinton won for reading her book, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's time for our second break. We'll be back in one minute to continue talking with Michael Brothers here on Rock School. <laughs> give you the boilerplate question that I give to a lot of people, uh, and it's not just people who teach music, scientists and physicists and, 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 and such. The, the idea uh, at a university is that everybody takes everything. There are the core classes. I understand teaching a kid who wants to be a professional trumpet player, a professional drummer, that kind of thing. I understand that. But if a kid takes a university degree and he's not in the sciences, he has to take science. What has he got to know? In music, you're one of the across-campus departments as well. A kid that isn't in music, what has he or she got to know? What, what, do you, what must you send away these, this student with? And I, I understand in communication, it's public speaking. We want you to be able to communicate. Right. So I'm not going to be a musician. I want to program computers for the rest of my life. But i got to take this music you class. you got to take the, you know, an arts credit. What do you got to what do they got to know? What do you teach them? I don't teach those classes. There's a... a um, what do you think? There's the class that is offered to fill that credit um, is essentially a general music history class from, mm-hmm. you know, when cavemen beat rocks to, 
you know what we're doing now in music so it's you know the entire span of music history um now i do teach a jazz history course every spring um it doesn't substitute uh it didn't it's interesting i haven't quite figured this out in some departments um they have to it's music 151 they have to take Mm -hmm. the 151 class in other departments they can take more or less any music class to get an arts credit we're like that in my yeah. in my jazz this actually is other the jazz history class I have this semester I usually have a handful of music majors you know I, usually the jazz studies majors who are taking that in sequence mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason this semester I only have one music major the other people in the class are all non majors and half of them are nursing majors that's fantastic which is great and the and when I ask why did you take this class well my parents like jazz or my grandparents like jazz yeah. or uh, the class when I taught it last spring, uh, I had one student in the class that um, her grandparents were giant Ray Charles fans. Yeah. And she knew that Ray had a jazz background, mm-hmm. and so she wanted to know more. Great. Come on along. Come yeah. for the ride. So, you know, and I, in fact, just this, you know, yesterday, um, finished up talking about Louis Armstrong, and, it, and the, I always love doing that particular section because he is the rock star of jazz oh sure but but how he had supplanted you know when he recorded hello dolly ended up knocking the beatles off the number one spot in the charts you know and still the oldest person ever to have a number one hit record is that true 62 years old when he recorded hello dolly trees of green oh it's hello dolly i thought he went to number one with what a wonderful world it was hello dolly really hello dolly wow next to nobody gets me on music trivia you got me and and he not i forget what the beatles tunes were but they had been i think they had been number one for 14 weeks and louis knocked them off Excellent. At 62 years old. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And you'd have to know the Beatles would go, well, if you got to lose to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's, um, you know, and then I I, um, I have this video footage. It's the earliest known video footage of, of Armstrong, and it was from a concert in 1933 in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a nine-minute clip doing three different selections and showed it to the class, and it's just the, the looks of astonishment on their face afterwards. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, that's kind of the fun part of teaching is is when the light bulb goes off. Oh, sure. The the idea that music and dirty movies and such didn't start until I came out of the womb. I <laughs> I teach the film history class and I will say it numerous times. I'll just make my statement and you can then comment back to it. We're doing the jazz age right now. The war to end all wars is over. And women are drinking and all that. When you, if you think the sexual revolution occurred in oh, the God, '60s, no, no that's that, and and it was impossible. It is impossible to get across to students what jazz music was. It was it was the rock and roll of its day, not a Absolutely. question. Absolutely. And the amplification, because they didn't have it with the horns, but it was where the drugs were. It was where the alcohol was. It was the. It was the evil music of the day, and, yep. and they're like, I know you think it's something your grandfather listens to. This was bad stuff at the time. This it was. Um, what was the word? Uh, a lot of people. It was um, primitive. Oh, <laughs> you know, and that's and. But as I tell the students, I, I'm like, look, you know, the stuff that Armstrong did, he had. An impact, and I think the only musician I think ever to have done this, he had an impact as an instrumentalist because of what he did with the trumpet, mm-hmm. but also as a vocalist. 
with the creation of scat. And I had yeah. contended that when he created the scat singing and popularized it, that was the foundation that carries through. You can create a timeline that carries through to rap today. Probably. I've also read that bebop jazz is called bebop jazz because of scat. People going bebop, and they just simply carried it over. Am I am I out in third that's, base? That's one of the um, theories. I won't say theory, <laughs> but that's you know kind of one of the stories behind you know where the yeah. the. Um, the jazz critics, when they were applying a name to something, is yeah, you know, that's they how had they, to call it. They something. had to call it something, and that's kind of what it, you know, morphed into. Yeah, I, people get angry when you put music in tiny boxes, and I've I've never disliked that. I I kind of want to know what I'm listening to going in. No, just let it wash over you. No, no. See, I have enjoyments, which is why when you said the class that everyone can take is a music history course, I've often wondered why it isn't a music appreciation course, where basically somebody says, "Look, I'm going to play you stuff that you don't know." Well, that's ass- I mean, that's essentially what it is. Is it? Oh, it is. Okay. It's not. It's not the. It's not like the music history classes the music majors take, which are are you know doing some deep diving into specific periods and stuff like that it's yeah. it's a general survey course of music through the ages oh yeah i, I had a guitarist one time who's a, a student of mine one of these heavy metal guitarists who thought eddie van halen and and you know uh, the people of metallica were just the greatest thing in the world and i said have you ever listened to bluegrass oh no i, I won't listen to bluegrass really oh they don't shred really oh. <laughs> <laughs> sit down <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just it's it's one of those things where you, you know, the, the I'm trying to remember who the musician was. He said, I had to start listening to classical because I knew how to do everything I heard on pop and rock and all that. I did nothing amazed me. And he said, I started listening to Debussy. And he said, it's just, it's insane what these people did. Why don't we know about that? Well, it's, it's, there's not enough music appreciation taught. We're, you know, there's. Yeah. There's a very funny story of, uh, I think Sinatra was on The Tonight Show one night, and and Carson was like, you know, okay, you know, what do you listen to? And Sinatra was talking about... Carson said that to Sinatra. Sinatra, and Sinatra was like, uh, he was talking about, you know, Debussy and the Sunken Cathedral and all that, and then he Mm -hmm. goes, you know, classy jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, Mike, I, I just can't, I can't, I could, I could talk for another hour. But in terms of the show, I gotta I gotta shut you down. It's business. I get it. It's business. It's I gotta put it into an hour. So thank you for coming over. To Absolutely, the I appreciate again. the invitation. Absolutely, I can't wait to do more work with the jazz ensemble. They are spectacularly good, and it's because of you. They're getting better. I'm really. Uh, <laughs> they're getting better. They're getting better. <laughs> it's you know, it's. Um, I never want to be satisfied. That's dangerous. Ah, yeah, probably. That's dangerous. So I, you know, I keep pushing them, and we got some really good students here, and, you know, I'm digging it. Fantastic. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Hello, Dollar. This is Louis Dollar. It's so nice to have you back where you belong You looking swell, darling I can't tell, darling You still glowing, you still glowing You still going strong I feel the room sway But the band's playing 
so Take a rap, fellas Find out an empty lap, fellas Dolly, never go away again Dolly, 